cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Is it time to buy an AR rifle? If you're buying an AR rifle in Central Florida, get the highest quality for the best price when you buy direct from the manufacturer. That's what you get when you buy an Arms Room AR rifle or AR pistol. Made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to have their lives depend on the rifle in their hands. The Arms Room AR rifle is made right here in Central Florida with the highest quality materials and standards. And now's the time to shop the Arms Room today and get great prices on everything in stock. Check out their vast selection of Handguns, shotguns, hunting rifles, Liberty gun safes, arms room AR rifles, and AR pistols. The Arms Room is a full-service gun store and always has new and pre-owned guns on sale, as well as the largest selection of Liberty safes in Central Florida. The Arms Room on East Colonial Drive, a quarter mile west of the Bithlow Raceway in beautiful downtown Bithlow. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Or always open online at armsroom.com. Get your Arms Room AR rifle or AR pistol today. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hot for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Here's your News Radio 1025 exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Mainly clear skies Sunday night, low 60 to 68. Sunshine and some clouds for Monday, a beautiful afternoon, 84 to 88. Mainly clear Monday night, low 61 to 69. Tuesday, partly sunny with a stray afternoon shower. Highs for Tuesday, 85 to 90 degrees. News, weather, and traffic every 10 minutes in the morning. I'm Danielle Niddle, News Radio 1025 WFLA. It's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Thunderous oh, applause. Hey, hey, wait, what are you doing? Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. Step it on your toes. I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Unless we're interrupting each other. Then, nah, you know, nah, then we'll bring you that. Nah, we'll bring you that instead. I won't talk for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, oh, excellent. Could I have that in we writing? We couldn't be that, that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, Alex going to promise not to talk for the rest of the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to make a wager. Well, gentlemen, how was your week? Everybody have a good week? Everybody back? Everybody's good? Oh, yes. Very good. Excellent, excellent, outstanding, outstanding. Let me go around the room. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta introduce everybody. You know, you can't tell the players without a scorecard. So uh, we want to get this done. On my right is the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Doctor Corbett, approve memos, lead a workshop. 
that's the only three lines of that whole song yep. we can play on the radio. Uh-huh. Only three lines. Yep. If you want to hear more of it, uh, don't listen to it at work. Put some, or if you do, put some headphones on. Yep. Yeah. Very not safe for work. Very, very not safe for VVNSFW. <laughs> but I like it. Yes, sir. It, yes, sir. It fits. It, it fits. It's perfect. If you guys ever get a chance to listen to it, it's, it's Earl's job. It's what it is. Uh, on my left is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. How are you doing today? You're looking very legally, legal-like, legalese, legal-er, legal, lawyer-like. It's his job. Yeah, yeah. It's what he does. It, yeah, he's doing it well, too. You know, I, I came to the realization the other day that I never stop practicing law. Ever. <laughs> ever. It's 4 o'clock in the morning, the phone rings. Uh, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I've been with you uh, when we've been on uh, away missions. We've been out for the show. We've been doing some, you know, whether it be a speaking engagement or some you, sort of an event. We've always got on gold shirts, too. Never red. Yeah. Never yes. red shirts worn away <laughs> missions. Uh, and it, it does. It rings at 4 in the morning. And uh, the response is, uh, this is usually how it goes. No. No, this this is the lawyer. Yes, <laughs> it's true. No, it's, they never believe it. They no. were like, well, I expected to get the machine or, or a call center or something. Yeah, that, that's I'm the call center. That's <laughs> it. Congratulations. You got it. Yeah, this is the same number my wife calls when she wants me to bring home milk. What what do you what can I answer for you? It's, it's, it's true. It happens. It happens. Then then they uh, then they ask the question and it's usually not one of those. It's four in the morning. I need a lawyer right now. It's one of those. Oh, it's just the most obscure legal. If, if I raise alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a legitimate question. It's a leg- legal question, spit. and they thought that they were going to be able to, you know, give it to the answering service, and the answering service would give it to him at noon the next day, and he'd call them. They'd call him back, but no, when you call this number, you get you get you get a lawyer. And and speaking of getting a lawyer, you might get you might get the other one. You might get the samurai sidekick, the Pato and Learner. Please welcome him back, Mr. Alec Weber. He's not speaking. (laughs) (laughs) He wants the money. (laughs) I want to take the money from the wager. So, Alec, do you get any of the uh, the the midnight phone calls? Alec is nodding his head. Yes, Mm -hmm. this is this is great. I could turn his mic off without even turning his mic off. I I love how it's I love how it's working. Now he's pounding the table like a three year old. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, some things never change. Yes, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so so good, gentlemen. Thank you. Welcome back. Uh, we got a, we got a, a great show. We uh, uh, are planned for you. We're going to get into that in a couple of moments. But uh, any, anything anything cool, exciting in the world of law this week for either either of you? Something something we can change the names to protect the innocent. Mm-hmm. I feel free to throw the guilty under the bus. No, we're, we're good the, with that. The, the alleged. They're all guilty. not guilty, by the way. They're all not. Yeah, and, and that's because you're Denny Crane. That's right. Denny Crane. Perfect record. N- no, he's not Denny Crane. Oh. Donnie Crane? I'm Denny Crane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I put Denny Crane to work this week and made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah, of cases. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I I mediated and deposed. I did take, it was a funny, I, I took a depot of an expert witness this, this week, and I was asking her about her opinion, and she said, uh, I haven't made it up yet. <laughs> 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 what? I, well, I haven't decided what my opinion is. You, you How are a... you going to testify if you don't know what you're going to say? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll decide that the day we go to trial. TV timeout, everybody. <laughs> that's that's kind of a violation of the rules. You're supposed to tell me what you're going to say. How I do haven't I, decided yet. How do I get that gig, and how do I get paid for that gig? Oh, no kidding. That was a large check. I know. 
I've been a. Uh, uh, hey, uh, wait uh, a minute. What's he talking for? <laughs> you shush. Somebody said check. Um, <laughs> check money. Check. Is he? He's check talking mate. now. Thirty-three percent of it says. Oh, right. um, okay, okay. The, uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's yes, it is. No, it's not. That is not a contract. Your, your, par- your partner said that. It's not a contract. There was no offer. There was no no acceptance, and no one's begun performance. Mox Nicks on the thirty-three and a third. So. We have uh, we have some good news to pass on. We want to <laughs> reiterate what we talked about last week. Uh, we have the machine gun shoot coming. Oh yeah, September third, <laughs> September third, machine gun shoot. It's going to be in uh, Titusville, Florida, east coast of Florida. Uh, it's on uh, that's Memorial Day weekend. So if you're looking to drive in from out of town or coming, you know, fly in. We got some people flying in. There's going to be uh, vendors. There's going to be all sorts of crazy machine guns. I no, mean, there's no be... parachuting to the site though. No, 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 oh, no, no, come no, on. no, no. I mean, you listen. We may. I'm just. I'm. I'm. You know, going by what I know so far, because we're. You know, it's still early in this, and there's a lot of people left to sign on. There might be some sort of a helicopter. I'm not going anymore. No more. No more. Not going beyond that. Not going beyond that. Uh-huh. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just. Uh, you big tease. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, yeah. So it should be. It should be fun. Should be great. Uh, September third. Put it on your calendars. It's. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful time. And. There's a the, the website's still being worked on, but for now you can get some of the basic info if you go to uh, what is it's Earl it's on the MyFace what is it it's, it's the um, Facebook.com/slash Florida Machine Gun Did you say MySpace? Yeah, the my MySpace my yeah, my yeah, my, yeah. my Facebook my it goes along with the Twitters the Twitters my Facebook that's what it is the Facebook one the uh, the one where you can't talk about guns on it the, the one that actually still exists that would that yeah, would be all yeah. of them. The one, yeah, true. The true. one that doesn't have Tom it's as your whole, friend. It's a whole, whole, whole another topic. Uh, anyway, yeah, go to, go to Facebook.com. Here it is. I got it now. Facebook.com slash Florida Machine Gun Shoot. And that's Florida spelled out. Uh, it's not not abbreviated. Florida Machine Gun Shoot. So it's Facebook.com slash Florida Machine Gun Shoot. Uh, it's in its infant stage, but it's there. So you can yep. look at it and take a look at the dates and uh, address. And as we get to more info, uh, it'll come up. And then once the website's up and running here in the next week or two, that'll be the uh, the key place. And then the... Then we could just go on the uh, the Facebook and talk about it. And yep, it, it's in its infant state, so it's a very small caliber. Yep, it's it is. It's a Voltron. It's a uh, Kevin oh, has. Yes, Kevin that's has small caliber. Uh, Kevin has a a machine gun. Uh, well, he well, has more it, than one machine it, gun, but uh, he hey, hey, the he, one he has op, on him op is sec. a uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one he has on him. His favorite is a twenty two long rifle, cut down with a suppressor. All legal, all licensed, all all taken all, care of. All yeah. Form one door and or form four. And uh, it 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 makes a noise like uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a, it's yeah. it's a baby's breath. It is it is Hollywood quiet. Yep. It really is. But of course, the suppressor's three times as long as the barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got that on one of mine. All right, we got a great show planned for you. We're going to talk to you about uh, oh, some great stuff coming out of D.C. We got some uh, stuff out of New Hampshire, just from all over the state. Vietnam Veterans Foundation Memorial. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Kiltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. 
Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the off. Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. You also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. 
Check out Next Level Training and the CERT SIRT training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna be talking to you uh, in the next couple of moments. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump into a, a very very important case that's come down out of uh, the District of Columbia involving the Second Amendment. But uh, before we jump into that, I want to talk to you about the CERT training pistol. Uh, if you guys haven't looked at this, take a look at nextleveltraining.com. It's nextleveltraining.com, uh, and they make basically it's a it's a it's a it's a training Glock. It's red, uh, red and black, purple and black. They got a couple different ones. It's the same weight, same feel. But when you pull the trigger, only a laser comes out. There's no way to modify this so it could ever be a real gun. It, uh, it can't be confused uh, with a real gun uh, when you're you know uh, it's in your hand. Uh, listen, if you, if you if you paint it black and point it at somebody, there's a way it could be confused. But if you're using it for its real training purpose, it's clearly a training. It's clearly a training weapon. It uses uh, lasers. 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 In uh, quotes. This is great because you get to train wherever you are. You get to, you know, point it. We use it around the office, Earl and I, all day long, sit there, and uh, I have it sitting on my desk. I'll bring it up and put it on a target, put it on a target. teaches you proper trigger squeeze. It teaches you proper control. Uh, It's it's a really good training weapon for, you know, we all go out and do the competition shooting now, and uh, it's it's a way to get reps in without uh, having to burn ammo. So, Earl, I mean, we, we... we 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 put up targets around the shop and surprise each other with them. Oh yeah, yeah we uh we we just call out the target and race each other to it. Yep, it's 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 pretty cool. So yeah. get yourself one of these. Go to nextleveltraining.com. You can see them, order them there, uh, or you can uh, you can get them. Uh, you know, hopefully at your local gun shop. You know, and hopefully they're carrying them. Uh, Kevin, Alec, you guys are my uh, my my lawyers, my compadres, my uh, my legal eagles, the uh, jurist doctors. Uh, I, I want to hear from you guys on this. We need to know what what this means. U.S. judge strikes down District of Columbia concealed carry gun law as probably unconstitutional. Alec, let me ask you this first off. When a judge says it's probably unconstitutional, what? What? Uh, I, I looked at it and I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> that's well, not the well, judge th- that said th- that. That's th- the writer, right? I know. Okay. That is. Okay. That is. But um, thank you, judge. <laughs> thank you, writer. Come on, dude. A f- a federal judge ruled Tuesday that a key provision of the district's new gun law is probably unconstitutional, ordering D.C. police to stop requiring individuals to show a good reason to obtain a permit to carry a firearm on the streets of the nation's capital. Kevin, you remember the history of this one? I do. There's a lot of history. I do. It, it, it was... Uh... Kevin's the man to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, district judge Colleen... Coatley, or Kohler Coatley, depending on if you hyphenate her name or not, uh, decided this was constitutional with regards to how the District of Columbia could rewrite the rules. And they were allowed to rewrite the rules and come up with this good cause reason uh, that uh, that Chief Lanier put together. Then uh, District Judge, I think it's Scullin, S-C-H- or A-C-U-L-L-I-N, came back and said, uh, no, it still impinges on a plan, on, on a Second Amendment right. And now uh, the U.S. District Judge Richard Leon has said, the way that it's currently written, the way Lanier has it currently written, it violates the core right of self-defense and set it aside and imposed a, a uh, an injunctive relief that basically said you've got to stop 
enforcing this right now? Yeah, here's the, here's the basic the basic history on this. For many many years, it's been impossible to even own a firearm in the District of Columbia. Uh, you you can't you can't get one uh, when they come up with it uh, when the, when the, when the ruling comes down over the past couple of you know this is twenty years when the ruling will come down and say uh, you can own it they say okay well that's fine you can own one but it has to be in your house it has to be unloaded and and when when Kevin says uh, Lanier that's that's Chief Lanier Kathy Lanier from the uh, D C Metropolitan Police Department there she has because it's a it's it's not your typical kind of police department where it reports to a mayor and uh, you know in the uh, in the city council this is. You know, they're they're basically a federal city police force that's there in the district, and they report to, you know, Congress and 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 the presidents, you know, in in, in a couple of different ways. But anyway, she uh she wields uh, yields a lot of uh, power there with when it comes to this policy. So when they say, okay, you can have you can own a firearm, well, the the rest of the laws that have been in existence are if you buy a fi- you have to buy a firearm where you live in the state or district that you live in. So they came up with a rule that says. Okay, well, we'll just have no gun dealers in the district. That's right, and there and there weren't any. That was that was the you know there, for there ten had, years that was the fight. There hadn't been in in that district in the district only for thirty years. There haven't been a gun shop. Uh, then there was the, the you know the ruling that came down. This was a uh, Heller uh, came and said, "All right, uh, you can uh, you, you, this is wrong. You you're you're allowed to have a firearm. You're allowed to own it outside the home. A handgun. A handgun." And then she came up with the ruling that, or excuse me, Kathy Lanier, the, the chief up there, came up with the decision that, well, sure, okay, but well, the court says you have to, you have to have a, uh, or have to give you a way to get a concealed weapons permit or be able to carry that firearm outside the home, or, or just carry it loaded in the home. So she came up with unrealistic things. Like, if I'm just going off the top of my head, it was draconian set of rules. 16 or 18 hours worth of firearms training. Only she can approve the course curriculum, and only she can approve. The instructors, and over the past three years, guess how many courses she's approved, and guess how many instructors that well, have been approved. They haven't written the rules of metrics right. for, for, for the yeah. class that you've got to take. They haven't come up with what you have to participate in. Correct. And they haven't come up with the criteria to become an approved instructor. Correct. I, I got so, a theory. She knew it was so unduly burdensome. She said, "Screw it, I'm not going to do anything because yes, it's going to be struck down it's anyway." Too hard. Right. Uh, the other one is the, the the show cause. Remember, we talked to you last week about the difference between. A may issue state and a shall issue state. A may issue is it's left up to the discretion of that law enforcement official or that government official whether they think you need it or not, uh, as opposed to a shall issue state, whereas unless you're disqualified, it shall be issued upon request. They're a may issue state, and it's 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 not a may issue state. It's maybe if you can show never. good cause. Yes, and and their definition of good cause is are you actively at this moment in danger? Someone's trying to kill you or someone is raping you, not they've threatened to rape you, not you've been raped and they've said they're going to come back and rape yes. you again. They have to be raping you when you apply. Right. Not everybody on the block's been raped but me and my house is scheduled for rape tomorrow. No. Uh, I, no, I, that doesn't yeah. count. You have to, while they're raping yes. you, you have to apply. She said the only only way that you could show good cause is if you were currently the victim of a crime. Not was a victim yesterday. Not a victim probably tomorrow, but you're currently the victim of a crime. And it doesn't matter how many times you've already been a victim yeah, yeah. of that same crime. doesn't matter. You have to be a victim of the crime ongoing at that moment. Yeah. And you know what? I got to tell you, I really don't see a way to go apply for that. Right, right. I really don't see a way to go apply for that. Yeah, so this is the this is the this what's been going on up there in the District of Columbia. She, uh, she you know, I, I'd, I'd love to say 
she's the one that comes up with this. But you know, somebody's pulling her strings. Somebody, somebody's uh, she's the she's the puppet, the marionette on the strings, and uh, they're they're doing what she wants them to do. Uh, now she's been a firm party supporter for many years, even while the last party was in. It's been a difficult thing up there, but uh, it's uh, she she's number one on the list, folks. She's number one on the. The, the, the very say, bad list. When Let, you say party, you mean communist. Yeah, yes, yes. So, I just give <laughs> just you a, making from, sure from the law enforcement perspective. There was a there was a union vote. Uh, it was Christmas time. I think it was around there, somewhere around that. Uh, I have to go back and take a look. And she had something like ninety five percent said uh, she should go. <laughs> you know, there was this yeah, wasn't they, close. They, they don't yeah. like her. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah, this this wasn't a close one at all. Uh, all right, so U.S. District Court. Judge Richard Leon found that the law violates the core right of self-defense granted in the Second Amendment, setting aside arguments from the district officials that the regulation is needed to prevent crime and prevent the public. Again, this is the mentality that we are the government, we will have the guns, we will do the protecting of you when we think it's ready. If you have a gun, clearly, clearly you're going to be committing crimes. I know you have to go through the background check, you have to go through the training you have to go through the uh, the mental assessment. You have to do all of the things that are required in this law. But as soon as you get that gun, you're heading to a schoolyard to shoot up a movie theater and a church. You know, it's, it's that's that's the way they feel that only they should have the guns. Only the people that make the laws and only the people that are protected, well, protected by the Secret Service, everybody else should have the guns. One of the things that Lanier said was. Uh, I think you should defend yourself by throwing yourself in front of the bullets of any assailant so that by the time my officers arrive, he'll be out of ammo. Yes. That's, that's her Kevin's way of... Kevin's uh, paraphrasing, but yes, that's yeah, very that's, close. Very that's, close. <laughs> well, uh, that's what I think she meant. After the Paris attack, she said that uh, people need to be prepared to defend themselves. She's very anti-gun, and, and then she was confronted with, ma'am, how do you expect people to defend themselves if they don't have a gun? And her response was, uh, next question. <laughs> Next question. I guess she wants you to beat a terrorist with a terrorist. Just, just swing him around and hit him. You're listening to, yeah, thank you, thank you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. More on DC when we get back. Shopping for a diamond? listening to arms room radio if you want to talk to the guys go to armsroomradio.com and find out how arms room radio is on the air live coast to coast now here's kevin this segment of arms room radio is brought to you by gun tech usa for tactical excellence check them out online at guntechusa.com that's g-u-n-t-e-c-u-s-a.com Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Uh, Kevin, I talked to the guys at Gun Tech this week. I talk to them every week. I talk to them every day, pretty much. They're family. Those guys are family. They uh, they said, uh, in fact, I just, about uh, 20 minutes before we hit air, I just talked to Phil out there at Gun Tech, and he said to make sure I said hello to all you guys. So, hello to all you guys, and hello to everybody else. Phil says hello to you. So. <laughs> hello, Phil. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's having a great weekend. Having a great weekend. Listen, this weekend also, if you want to have a great weekend, if you can hear our voice and you're in the Louisville area, come see us. Come see us at the NRA show, NRAA, that's, I think it's, yeah, NRAAnnualmeeting.org, NRA, 
A-M.org, or just, you know, Google it, you know, and you'll, you'll be able to find it. But uh, check it out. It's it's ridiculous. It's a great place. It's 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 crazy. It's going nuts. And lots of cool interviews coming for you next week. So, oh yeah, yeah, they're gonna. They're, we got some. We got some celebs. We got some stars. We got some. We got some cool stuff going on. Some really good I, stories. I, we're I, already here. I want to interview Lanier. Kathy Lanier. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, Actually, <laughs> I want to depose Lanier. You can. I want to ask her questions. She has to answer. Moving on. Moving. Moving. Yep. Moving on. Uh, ah. Back to DC. Kevin took us back there. Back to DC. We're talking about District of Columbia. Says uh, a judge has struck down the DC concealed carry law as probably unconstitutional. Uh, it's, it's unconstitutional. It, the there's the reporter threw the word probably in here, and it well uh, that's because it's on appeal, so yeah, it, yeah. it's not definitive. Yeah. Uh, the enshrinement of constitutional rights necessarily takes certain policy choices off the table. Uh, U.S. District Judge Leon wrote in a 46-page opinion, quoting a five-to-four Supreme Court decision in the 2008, excuse me, in 2008, in another district case that established a constitutional right to keep firearms in the home. That's that was Heller. that was Heller. That's Heller. Uh, Heller versus D.C. Leon said the right applies both inside and outside the home. The district's understandable but overzealous desire to restrict the right to carry in public a firearm for self-defense to the smallest possible number of law-abiding, responsible citizens is exactly the type of policy choice the justices had in mind, he wrote. Leon's opinion reignited a running debate over the Second Amendment in the district and its courts. Three different judges have come to different conclusions about the law, and gun rights advocates have made the city a main front in battles over gun controls, excuse me, over gun control measures. It's a it's a funny place to have a gun control fight. Yeah. Because yeah. they have rampant gun violence there because only criminals have firearms. No, no, you have to understand when, when guns are outlawed only only no no when guns are outlawed we'll all be safe. It's a gun free zone, Kevin. It's oh. a gun free zone. That's yeah. a target rich city is what it is. Uh, There's uh, been well, listen, I can I'm sure I can I look th- up I, the statistics to see there's Alex no crimes right. involving guns in the last thirty years in the District of Columbia. Right. Um can you say is, murder is capital that, of the country? Is, yeah. that, is yeah. that the FBI's records? Ooh. No no no, the F- I don't. We don't question the FBI's records. You know, just yeah, mox nicks. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't, don't ever tell them they got it wrong. Why is that suburban trailing me? Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah. that's me. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's Kevin. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it if it was the FBI, it'd be black. Kevin's is white. Why's it got to be black? That's right. That's DHS. Yeah. Uh, I am your homeland. Security. <laughs> that's right. That's it. The original homeland security. Uh, Kevin, uh, they, Alec, you guys, you tell me here the 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 difference in the scrutiny used by this judge versus past judges and the argument here. Well, that's why you have differing opinions and differing results. It, it really comes down to the type of scrutiny that's used, and it's very very important. Uh, well, well, you might want to tell everybody what that means. I'm getting there. Okay, I got this. Okay, I'm going to sit here and be. There quiet are three here. different types of scrutinies. Um, the one that was used by Judge Leon is strict scrutiny. It is the highest level of scrutiny when you're infringing on a constitutional right. Uh, it means that the government must have a compelling interest, the highest of interests, to protect. And the law must be narrowly tailored to affect the least amount of people possible. And um, what that means is you're taking away a constitutional right. You've got to make sure you're doing it right or you're restricting a constitutional right. You've got, you've got to do it right. You've got to make sure it's the, most, or the least restrictive means possible. And it affects the least amount of people, only the target audience, so to speak. Um, the next level of scrutiny is intermediate scrutiny, and it's basically a balancing test. Uh, is there an important government interest, and how is that affecting the people to take away that constitutional right? And the judge in this case, the most recent case, applied the strict scrutiny and said, you know, you're making this law, 
it's taken away people's rights to bear arms and, and to, to carry a firearm, and you're doing it wrong. You're taking away their right without just cause. You're taking away their, you're imposing um, unduly burdensome restrictions on them, and you can't do this. Right now, only the sixth and the fourth uh, circuit have applied strict scrutiny, and I actually think that that's going to be the next Supreme Court fight when it comes to the Second Amendment is which scrutiny are we putting on restrictions on the Second Amendment? And now that Justice Scalia has passed away, he was a very staunch uh, firearm supporter, Second Amendment supporter. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, depending on who gets the appointment and who is actually appointed. I think we ought to nominate Lane LaPierre. LaPierre wait, yeah, wait, wait, Supreme Mr. Court Justice. Mr. Wayne LaPierre. Listen, uh, this Kevin, there's there's been a... Why is this hitting so many judges? Why does this keep going back and forth? Why does a new judge get it? And it seems like this goes... Every time the case is heard, it goes from... Uh, Republican appointee to Democratic appointee to Republican appointee well, to it, Democratic appointee. Part of it's just the the random luck of the rotation of the judges. Okay. They don't stay in the same job all the time. They rotate amongst courts that are hearing different subjects, uh, and that may happen, you know, the first of the year. In, in county and in, in state courts, that happens usually once every two to three years. The judges all rotate, and they move from one bench to another. Well, that's what happened here. One one of these judges that that use the intermediate scrutiny, um, Collier, uh, Coatley, or Cotelli, uh, she got reassigned. She got rotated into another bench. As a result, she wasn't in a position where she could really do anything with the new case. It, it didn't get assigned to her. The, the, the entity that really controls that is the clerk of the courts. And it's, okay, what's the subject of this case? And who currently sits on that bench, that's the judge that gets it. They don't go, well, you know, the old judge, she heard this about the other case. We should give it to her because she already knows all the issues that, that don't work that way. It's who's on the bench at the time when the rotation comes around. The, uh, the district law, the law that we're talking about, is among the strictest in the country, matches those in Maryland, New Jersey, and New York that federal appeals courts have said are constitutional. A decision on a similar law in San Diego is pending before the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit in California, which is de- dangerous for uh, you know for gun laws because it's California and they're adamantly opposed. But at the and, same time, there was a very favorable decision that came out two years ago out of the Ninth Circuit. So it's it's one of those. Right. It's going to be. It can go either way. The D.C. law gives police discretion and states that Chief Kathy Lanier may it may issue licenses to applicants who show good reason to fear injury, or any other proper reason for carrying a pistol. And as Kevin and I uh, explained, and everybody else here in the room, we, we, it doesn't happen. She doesn't, she's, she's issued none. She's, she's issued none. She's yet to define uh, requirements. She's yet to define the training. There have been none issued. Uh, District gun owner Matthew Grace and a gun rights group sued last year, arguing that D.C. law violates the right to bear arms for self-protection, including against nonspecific or unexpected threats. D.C. cannot parcel out constitutional rights to a select few of its choosing, the uh, attorney, plaintiff's attorney David Thompson said on Tuesday. That's not how the Constitution works in this country. Well, you have to understand it's the Second Amendment. It's not just the Constitution. It's the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment applies to those that they want, that the, uh, the, the D.C. wants it to apply to. Uh, again, go around the country. Take a look at every statistic. Don't care where it is. It's all been proven over and over again. Take a look at John Lott's work over at the... Uh, the policy center for you know for for gun rights and it's if you have a city that's been declared gun free and it's a gun free zone and there's a ban on firearms it has the highest 
per capita rates of violence with firearms. Because guess what? The victims know, or excuse me, the suspects know, the bad guys know, the victims can't defend themselves. Because the law-abiding citizen is not going to break the law. It's like hunting on a game preserve. That's exactly right. Exactly right. All right, so I'm sure this is not the end of what's going on in D.C., and I'm sure that the district is going to appeal this until they find a reason to go after Judge Leon, you know, for, for whatever reason. Uh, you know, they went after the one judge because she was a she was a visiting judge from New York, and they went after her for that. You well, would, she wasn't right, rightfully sat on this bench. You would think that they would stop appealing because every time it goes up to the Supreme Court, it comes out not on their side. Yes, it gets yeah. worse. Just, it gets yeah. worse for them and law. better for us. So this is... Uh, this is something that uh, is, is is not going to go away. It's a temporary. It's it's a great victory. It's a it's a it's a ruling. It's another interpretation from the federal court from from one of the highest levels. And uh, but it, but it, you know they're going to keep fighting. It's you know this is this is that you, you sit there and you tell that person, oh listen, uh, the the sky is blue. And you, well you know it's just that depends on how you look at it. No, it's blue. No 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 you know you know well the sky's not blue. It's it's actually just a reflection of the ocean. Yeah yeah. yeah. Dad didn't give me the answer I want. I'm going to go ask mom. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. When we get back. We've got more gun stuff for you. We'll see you in a minute. The Keltech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment 
and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTechUSA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, uh, we just got done talking about the District of Columbia, uh, the recent ruling out of there, this week's ruling, uh, where a judge said it was unconstitutional for Chief Kathy Lanier to keep restricting people's firearms or their possession and ownership of firearms, so... And while we were talking about that, I believe it was uh, Alec, my uh, esteemed radio colleague uh, and an attorney at law, said, well, the Ninth Circuit Court. We mentioned the Ninth Circuit Court. I, I, I think I said, uh, oh, listen, we got a case coming out of Ninth Circuit, and it's going to be horrible. California. Uh. Yeah. And, and, and you said, well, you know, we had we had a good one out there recently. And uh, we did. This, uh, this past week, we had the Ninth Circuit Court rules that the Second Amendment is not a second-class right. Now, hopefully that means... More than just a definition, you know. <laughs> we, do, we define it as just uh, not a second-class right. Baby steps. Baby steps. Uh, some additional good news on the gun rights front comes from us uh, from an unexpected place this week, California. The Ninth Circuit Court was asked to rule on a zoning ordinance in Alameda County, which would have placed severe restrictions on the opening of any new gun shop if it was in 500 feet of a wide variety of other types of structures. Uh, the wording of the majority opinion drew a line in the sand regarding the sanctity of the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, before I jump into this, before I let Alec jump into this, everybody else here, we had something similar out of Illinois uh, last year. And remember, if you recall in Illinois, it was, well, we, we don't want them to build a gun store there because it's close to a school. You know, this, and again, folks, guns just don't, you know, go out of there sitting on the shelf or in the safe at night, you know, uh, don't start uh, shooting kids. They're That's not, not how this York. works. They're not from New York. Yeah. They just start wandering around. It's not a sock <laughs> that just escapes and starts wandering around by itself. <laughs> the driver doesn't from, them. Yeah, Cars don't driver. commit DUI without the driver drunk behind the wheel. All right? This is just a tool. And it's uh, and by the way, cars kill more people. And nobody has any problem with DUIs. No, they don't. Hmm? Drunk drivers. Drunk drivers do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. With the With the vehicle as the tool. Uh, the plaintiffs in this case included three individuals who wanted to open a new gun store in Alameda County. They were joined by pro-Second Amendment groups, Cal Guns, California Association of Federal Firearms License, and the Second Amendment Foundation. Yeah, you got the Second Amendment Foundation oh, yeah, you, behind you. You, you, you got some horsepower. You do not want Alan Gottlieb standing across the ailes from you. Uh, you, hey, you he, unless wrong. he's waving at you in a friendly manner. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, hey, hey, come on over, guys. Come That's on over. the only way I want him waving at me. <laughs> Or to uh, carry his luggage. <laughs> Today, the court appropriately reminded the county that civil rights can't be outlawed through piles of regulation. We look forward to securing Second Amendment rights through this case and many others to come, concluded Brandon Combs, executive director of Cal Guns Foundation. 
We're very happy to see the court take a very principled and reasoned approach to protecting the fundamental individual right to keep and bear arms. Writing for the majority, Judge Diarmood O'Scanlane, is that right? Sound right? Sound right? You guys know what's pretty close. Said that the right of law-abiding citizens to keep and bear arms is not a second-class right subject to an entirely different body of rules other than the Bill of Rights, other than what the Bill of Rights guarantees. Uh, Alec, what's this mean? What's this? You, you said uh, you said circuit circuit court uh, ninth is crazy, and this sounds like a good one. I think you said circuit court ninth is crazy, and yes, I said, I said. Uh, not so crazy. It means that you know you can't uh, destroy the Second Amendment and, and ban the persons from uh, having a livelihood through selling firearms just because you don't want them around and you want to you ban them from certain structures. I mean, it's a zoning regulation. Uh, zoning regulations are generally going to be the lowest level of scrutiny, the rational basis test, which is uh, just needs to be a government interest and it has to be, you know, balanced against the Second Amendment. So, I mean, if it is zoning ordinances, that's going to get the lowest level of scrutiny. It's very, it's not really all that important in the grand scheme of things. And if you're impinging on a constitutional right, such as the Second Amendment, First Amendment, or any of the other enumerated rights, uh, you got to have a good reason to do it. This, this uh what Alameda County did, like like Alex said, was uh, was with zoning. So you can you can apply for a a federal firearms license, which is your gun store license. And, but you have and, to provide an address. You have to provide an address. And the feds the feds are for the most part they say, listen, as long as the county and the state say okay, we're cool with it, because they're not getting involved in the you know that 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 level of business with the with the locals. And this, what this what is, Alameda County did, they they wrote it up so that they said you can't be within 500 feet of a residentially zoned district. That'd be residentially, is what uh, Kevin Residentially zoned district. A school, a preschool, a daycare center, or anywhere alcohol is sold, whether by the drink or by the container. Yeah, that means not just bars, that means uh, gas stations. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Convenience stores. And what happened was when you laid out a county map, there's not a single lot in the entire county that meets that criteria. There's no point. In the entire county. There's, there's not, not like there's available lots, there, just there's no there, point. There's yeah. not a square footage yeah. of area where you could open a gun store. Yeah. So they they pulled a they pulled a they pulled the DC from the from the Kathy Lanier's uh, book there. They did the uh okay, listen, you can uh, we can have guns, but uh, we're not allowing gun stores in the district, so you can't buy them. Well uh, the next thing they're gonna do is gonna say, Well, you can have a gun store, but you're not allowed to sell or carry ammunition in this county. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's crazy. So that that's gone out in the uh in Ninth Circuit. Uh, there's there's another one. That, yeah, yeah, uh, for, yeah. This is what happens when Alex says he's not going to talk. Uh, he, <laughs> I talk the whole show. <laughs> you end up, you, you give, a, give me a bunch of cases to analyze. Uh, courts confirm the right to keep and bear arms includes the right to buy and sell them. This is a big deal. This is a huge one. Okay. What what DC had was, and, and this is not only here, but th- this was actually uh, in some of our um, protectorates. Um, Virgin Islands and places like such. Right, right, You've now got laws that say you can buy, you can have a firearm, but you're not allowed to sell them like the District of Columbia. Exactly. This says that a District of Columbia resident can now buy a gun in another state. This is the second case like that now. Right. Heller, there was a prodigy Uh, of Heller that did that. Nance Holder. I'm sorry. Nance 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 Holder out of Texas, yes. Um. Which was basically a gentleman was in Texas, uh, Mr. Nance, 
and uh, he wanted to. He was not a Texas resident. Right now, if you're a resident, uh, I'm just going to pick a state. Uh, you know, let's go Iowa. If you're a resident of the state of Iowa, you can purchase a a long gun, which is a shotgun or a rifle, and a handgun in the state that you live. Now, you could cross the border into Nebraska. In, n- Nebraska, and in Nebraska, you could only buy a long gun. Which you is can't a rifle buy, or a shotgun. Right, you can't buy a handgun. Under the old rule. Under the old rule, which is a ridiculous rule. And then Nance Holder, which was a 2015 case, I think early 2015 case, said, no, no. How could you have the right to one and not the right to the other? But that logic held from from the D.C. area as well. Yes, It says you you can't, and that's why D.C. immediately was freaking out about this, because this says that a D.C. resident could go buy a gun in Maryland or Virginia. And that's why the District of Columbia residents were unable to buy firearms, because it was not... There were no dealerships in their district, and when you went to Maryland or Virginia, they said, sorry, you're not a resident of Maryland or Virginia. Right. Can't sell you a handgun. Can't sell you a handgun. And that that apparently is also true everywhere else because the programs that are used to do the background checks autofill. Yes. If you click resident of Iowa and you're in Nebraska, it fills in long gun. Yeah, it won't even (laughs) let you you do the background check. Right. It says not eligible. Handgun, out of state, not eligible. It, or you click handgun, and it fills in, you know, Iowa, a Nebraska resident. It, it's, oh, no, I'm from Iowa. Well, right. no, you, you, the software. And and when you talk to those agencies, they're like, well, we didn't write the software. We yeah. bought the software, and we'll, we'll have to get yeah. funding to, I, listen, to correct the software. I just, I just stand, uh, I'm just the guard here. Uh, uh, you know, they tell me to pull the lever, I pull the lever. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm actually, a rep, I'm, I'm not a guard. I'm an observer. I'm an observer, yeah. I, I mean, just that's... report that there's a problem. I don't yeah. actually do anything about right, it. Right, right. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. Uh, so this is good. This is good news. Again, this is, this is uh, you know, both this is the same case here, but it has it has dual uh, dual meaning. Well, and in, in, I'm sure in time to come, it'll have a lot more meaning, but right now it has two direct impacts, and that is, as Kevin said, the ability to purchase the firearm from outside your, your, your the handgun, from outside the, uh, the state or district you live in, and then, of course, as as Alex said, they said, uh, you know, Second Amendment is not a second class right. Uh, it, it's it's get the little see the play on word there. Second Amendment, second class right. Um, so this is this is something uh, this is something clear. That's that's uh, it's good news. Good news all around for Second Amendment uh, Second Amendment rights. Um, so we've been following that. Everything is great. Everything is good there, and uh, we want you to stay on top of things. Take it. Take it, uh, you know, you can you can Google it. You can take a look at it. You can look it up. You can, yeah, uh, do your own research. If yeah. you don't trust us, and, and I'm not saying you should, just go We're look lawyers. it up yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but good ones, but good ones. I'll just, let's just say that. Uh, all right, um, it's been a good good first half of the show, good first hour. We've got plenty coming up for you during the second hour. We've got Lieutenant Bill. Lieutenant Bill's going to be on the program. Lieutenant Bill. Lieutenant Bill's got some, he's got some stuff which you shouldn't be doing around the police. Don't do these things around <laughs> the police. Uh, we're going to talk going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to you about the uh, the Vietnam uh, charity, Vietnam veteran charity when we get back. But uh, till then, please, please remember, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. Or D.C. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. 
The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. Is it time to buy an AR rifle? If you're buying an AR rifle in Central Florida, get the highest quality for the best price when you buy direct from the manufacturer. That's what you get when you buy an arms room AR rifle or AR pistol. Made by veterans and first responders. People who know what it's like to have their lives depend on the rifle in their hands. The arms room AR rifle is made right here in Central Florida with the highest quality materials and standards. And now is the time to shop the arms room today and get great prices on everything in stock. Check out their vast selection of handguns, shotguns, hunting rifles, Liberty gun safes, arms room AR rifles, and AR pistols. The arms room is a full-service gun store and always has new and pre-owned guns on sale as well as the largest selection of Liberty safes in Central Florida. The arms room on East Colonial Drive, a quarter mile west of the Bithlow Raceway in beautiful downtown Bithlow. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. or always open online at armsroom.com. Get your arms room AR rifle or AR pistol today. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Pop for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Here's your News Radio 1025 exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Mainly clear skies Sunday night, low 60 to 68. Sunshine and some clouds for Monday, a beautiful afternoon, 84 to 88. Mainly clear Monday night, low 61 to 69. Tuesday, partly sunny with a stray afternoon shower. Highs for Tuesday, 85 to 90 degrees. News, weather, and traffic every 10 minutes in the morning. I'm Danielle Niddle, News Radio 1025 WFLA. It's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Gentlemen, welcome back. Good to be back. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, everybody for listening, everybody for enjoying the program. Listen, you can't tell the players without a scorecard, so let me go around the room. Let me let you know who everybody is. On my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Earl, I already got the question this week. Is he really... The great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Yes, I am. He is. 
He yeah. absolutely is. They, they got the whole uh, what the ancestry.com and they knew way before no, that. No, no, no. Dude, yeah. they got the lineage. Uh, yeah, and, my uh, mom was into genealogy way before ancestry.com was thought of. Yeah, it's, so it's uh, it's official. It's official. Earl, at one point, was even uh, my daughter took him to school for show and tell. <laughs> Brought a bunch of the uh, the Daniel Boone stuff in, and, uh, no, and it was, no coonskin caps though. No, no, no. And listen, Earl, Earl, listen, Earl had to square them away. Yep, That's right. He, he didn't did wear not those. wear one. Earl, why didn't he wear one? Because he ventured out at night quite often in the area of great horned owls. You don't want to be wearing an owl's food on your head <laughs> when you're walking around at night. <laughs> or do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you well, want to attract some you know owls, you know what? Go right That's ahead. a great thing, Dick. It'll yeah. be a hoot. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, that was so lame. It was funny. <laughs> At least I didn't get that. <laughs> no, we, we saved we that for later. All right, listen. Uh, going around the room, the, uh, the 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 good friends, the uh, they're 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 great. Uh, you know, uh, we love them here. They're wonderful. I have the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin himself. Please welcome him back. Mr. Attorney Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Mike. Tops in his field, folks. Tops in his field. That doesn't mean I'm the heaviest, right? No, no, okay. no. It means you're on the top. Okay. It means you're on the top. You're on the Thank top you. of the field. Top of the field. And uh, and his associate, the Padawan learner, the samurai sidekick, please welcome him back, Mr. Alec Weber. He's not saying anything. After that pun, should he, I? He gives me that same look when I say, look, I think I need to make you partner, and he just goes, shakes his head at me. And <laughs> 33 and a third? No. Actually, 50. No, I'm not going to. You almost got I a deal there. I don't want to be partner. Hey, we got a, we got uh, great stories. Normally, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd, we'd tell you some sort of an anecdote here. We'd, we'd tell you some sort of, uh, you know, what happened to us this week, some sort of uh, driving tips. But we've got we've got so many stories we've got to jump into and get to. We're just We're going right into it. Yes, so you right get no it. jocularity whatsoever. Well, we're, you know, there'd be jocularity, but uh, it'll be in, in the <laughs> body. On. It's us. It'll be in the body, you know, the story. Uh, the president this week bestowed Medal of Valor, Medals of Valor to 13 police officers uh, across the United States. Well, they came from across the United States to D.C. But oh, yeah, this is going to be chock full of, full of humor, this one is. <laughs> yes, this is going to uh, be hilarious. It, it, the president said we must, the U.S., the U.S. must support law enforcement. President Duh. said all of the officers acted without regard for their own safety. And now, listen, I want to give you uh, and, and these officers, I want to give you the information on these officers and give them the due, the due praise they deserve. And then I've got a couple of observations I want to make uh, after this. Uh, and I'm just going to go over what we have, what we have here. Uh, three Santa Monica, California police officers, Jason Salas, Robert Sparks, and Captain Raymond Buttonfield were honored for their response to a 2013 rampage on a community college campus that left five people dead. Confronting 23-year-old gunman John Zawahi in the campus library, the officer shot and killed him when he pointed his assault rifle at them. Okay, first off, I'm just going to say, again, all respect and all, uh, you know, mad accolades, you know, accolades to these officers. Um, it's not an assault rifle. Well, it was the way he was using it. Uh, it's it's a verb. It's a, it's a, if it's a verb, he he he, he pointed a, a firearm at them, and that's bad. And we're going to get Lieutenant Bill on here. But uh, one of the things we have to do here together is take back the language. Yeah. And, and and part of this is the assault weapon. Uh, the the rifle cannot verb you on its own. Nope, they can't. It it has to be the way in which it is being employed. Uh, the president also honored 
uh, Gregory Stevens of suburban Dallas who exchanged gunfire with two armed men outside an exhibit hall holding a provocative contest for caricatures of the Prophet Muhammad. Both gunmen were killed, heading off what investigators suspect was a planned mass shooting. We talked to you about that one. Oh, this is yes. a state. I remember that one. This is a state where you're allowed to carry your own firearm. You're allowed to have a concealed weapons permit. You're allowed to open carry in Texas. And guess what happened? These two mm, ISIS sympathizer jihadists came to show up and, and lay mayhem to the good people there in Texas, and guess what happened? They didn't make it out of a parking lot. Get, nope, nope, not, bullet, not at all. Bullet magnets. Don't they got, mess with uh, people in Texas. They got themselves, <laughs> They got themselves. if I recall, they got themselves uh, some 1911 judgment right there uh, on the pavement. I think it was, yeah. Right, yeah. There, right there on the pavement. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't even mention her name. I'm not even going to go there. Um, the Attorney General was there also to help uh, award the medals. Um, just, you know, she gets no, no respect, sorry. Uh, Police Major David Huff of Midwest City, Oklahoma, uh, saved a two-year-old girl being held at knife point after negotiations with her captor deteriorated. Speaking to reporters after the ceremony, he described the thoughts running through his head in that moment he was called to action. Obviously, the last few moments were tense. There was a countdown going on. There was just no way I was going to let that little girl get hurt. Uh, Again, as the president noted, they reacted without regard for their own safety. If they could go back in time, I'd suspect they'd prefer none of this happen. One Philadelphia police officer died from a gunshot room and was honored posthumously. Sergeant Robert Wilson III drew fire from assailants during a robbery while saving store employees and customers. His family accepted on his behalf. The other officers that were honored Monday, Metro-Dade police officer Mario Gutierrez stabbed multiple times while subduing a knife-wielding man who tried to set off a massive gas explosion that would have caused massive casualties. Johnson City, New York, Patrolman Louis Chioche, who chased and captured a, ca- uh, a crowded hospital and through a captured uh, this is this is right over right. who chased and captured at a crowded hospital a gunman who had just killed a fellow officer. Investigators believe Chioche saved the lives of hospital staff, patients, and visitors. LAPD officer Tom- Donald Thompson, while off duty, ca- crossing two freeway dividers and braving first and second degree burns while pulling an unconscious man from a burning car to safety. Omaha, Nebraska, police officer Coral Walker shot and killed a man who had killed and injured multiple people during a shooting rampage. North Miami, Florida, officer Neil Johnson endured gunfire from a rifle in pursuing and capturing a man who had shot a Miami police officer and two bystanders. FBI agent Tyler Call, while off-duty with his family, helped rescue a woman whose ex-husband was holding her at gunpoint. Niagara, Niagara, Niagara. Where's Niagara? I have no idea. It's south of Niagara. Yeah, Niagara County, New York. Sheriff's Deputy Joey Tortolera, who confronted and subdued a gunman who had shot and wounded his parents inside their home, preventing the gunman from threatening the safety of students at a nearby elementary school. I don't think it was Joey's parents. Uh, you know, it's some, uh, of the, some of the some of the some of them were not written. Uh, you know, the, well. the, the best the best way possible. But um, but um, uh, you know, all sorts of respect to these officers. Uh, and uh, and and many thanks to them and for the president for, for honoring them. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about it when we get back with Lieutenant Bill also. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We'll see you after the break. Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, 
not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012.
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, Earl, I've been I've been negligent. I have neglected. I have uh, two uses of the word. I guess that's enough. Uh, how, how can the good people get a hold of us here at the Arms Room Radio? We have a multitude of ways. First off, they can give us a call. Toll free, 855-545-1025. That's 855-545-1025. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. They can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. Give us a like while you're there. That way you can stay up to date on all of uh, Mike's uh, ramblings and shenanigans. And shenanigans. Saving his favorite for last, the Twitters. You can send us a tweet at armsroomradio. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, so so reach out there. Listen, the webpage has been updated. I know there's been some new information on there. If it's uh, it's armsroomradio.com, you can mm-hmm. see that. But the most interactive way, that's more of an information site. Yeah. The most interactive way would clearly be the uh, the, the Facebooks. Yep. You know, head, head out there and take a look at it. Um, hey, on the line with us, we have Lieutenant Bill. Lieutenant Bill is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. How are you doing this week, Lieutenant? Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you? How are you? We're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, thank you for calling in. I know it's a, it's a busy week for you, and uh, we appreciate it. I know uh, you're a busy man. Busy, you know, being a, being a lieutenant ain't easy. You know, it ain't, ain't uh, easy. It, it ain't easy, but it can be cheesy. It, there you go. There you <laughs> it's go. It's a tough job. Just, Somebody's got to do it. Ex- exactly right. <laughs> you know well, saying? you know, I'm at that stage of my career. I no longer get paid for what I do, but I do get paid for what I know. Yeah, there hey. you go. That's very cool. That's very cool. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, we we got, and I know I know you're on hold for a little while there. Um, before we jump into the topic of the day for you, I, I, the last segment I was talking about the president uh, issuing or excuse me awarding the the medals of valor to 13 law enforcement officers. One who was a, a posthumous award. There was a couple that were uh, one that was stabbed down there in Dade County. Uh, you know, and, and there were some some seriously injured. And then these other guys that uh, you know just thankfully they weren't injured when they had to. Uh, when they had to do the actions required to uh, to uh, end up uh, ultimately uh, uh, receiving these awards, um, did you did you happen to catch the ceremony at all, Bill? Uh, no, I did not catch it. I know there was two officers uh, from South Florida that were uh, that were honored by the president. Uh, one from the Miami Dade Police Department, one from the North Miami Police Department. Uh, but it, it 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 is a solemn ceremony. You, it, it's one of those awards where. Uh, I'm sure that the, the officers would, would rather turn back time and have not gone through those those actions to have received those awards. Yeah, listen, you, you don't want these awards. And, and speaking from 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 uh, from two law enforcement officers, myself and Lieutenant Bill, who have had to use that level of force before, it's not one you, you start your day out and go, hey, I hope this happens to me. You want that to never happen in your 20, 25 years, whatever it is you're working. No, you you never want to have to do that. No no one goes, well, you never want to have that officer that goes out there and says, you know, I want to draw my weapon. I, wa- I want to put a lead down range, and I, I, I want to go out there and shoot a bad guy. Yeah, your, 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 your prayer, you your hope uh, is that that only happens uh, during range day. That's yes. that's, that's the only, only time you want it to happen. Um, I noticed something, and, and it, it immediately hit me when I'm watching this ceremony. 
that these officers are standing there and they're they're doing this you know this deal in the White House and uh, uh, the ones that were there in uniform, which was most of them, I and mean, there's there was one or two that were not. They were wearing their dress shirts. They were wearing their dress pants. They were wearing their dress shoes. Some of them were holding their dress hats, and they all had on a simple leather belt. Yes, they as had, it usually is in the White House. They had no duty belt. They did not have their police belt with all the little bat tools. No bat. No bat spray. No bat flashlight. Nothing on there at all. These are these are these are thirteen people. Well, there was you know obviously the posthumous gentleman was not there. Um, the ones that were in attendance were told, "Come on up." To D.C., you're getting a big medal. Uh, you, you've done a great job. We respect you in law enforcement. The president goes out and says we must support law enforcement more, but uh, we don't trust you enough to bring your gun in here. Don't don't bring it. Well, don't bring I don't it know if you. it's more so because of the president or because the D.C. police chief wouldn't issue a gun permit for the yeah. yeah, yeah, you're you're probably <laughs> right there. You're probably right. Well played, sir. Uh, well so played. you know, I just I found that to be such a such a contradiction to his statements that. We respect you, and we have to support you more, but uh, I don't trust you to stand next to me with your gun. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna let my Secret Service, my guys could have guns, but not you guys yeah. that, are, not your guys that risk your lives every day for the citizen. Just the guys that protect me. Those are the only ones that can have the guns. Right, and, and you know, living down here in South Florida and having worked uh, escorts on several presidential details, you know, regardless of who is in office. That is the commander-in-chief. And if something would have happened, if you think that myself or uh, any one of my officers or, or anybody else would not run towards the sound of gunfire, if something would have happened, you are sadly mistaken. Uh, that is our job. That is what we are sworn to do. Uh, personal feelings aside, uh, that, that's what we are there for. Uh, and it's not just the Secret Service that is going to throw themselves in front of a bullet. It's anybody who puts on a badge, straps on a gun, and goes to work every day. Uh, if we're going to do it for uh, Joe, you know, Joe the plumber, right? Uh, we're going to do it for the president of the United States. Uh, that's that's what we do, and I, I do find that sad that the officers uh, did not have uh, their their duty their duty belts on. Uh, for that ceremony, because that's an integral part of their uniform. That's part of being a police officer here in the United States. Uh, listen, and this is not a legal thing. This was not, well, they're not allowed to travel with their firearm. They're, they're in the official performance of their duties. They're allowed to have their firearm with them. Um, if, if, if it's not covered and they're not in uniform, they're covered under the, uh, the under House, uh, you know, House Regulation 218 or House Bill 218. Well, not only that, the, this whole ceremony is going on up there during police week. And if you've ever yeah. been up there for police week, uh, if any officer that's listening to this show right now, uh, if you've never been up there for police week, you need to go. That's a bucket list item. Uh, there's thousands upon thousands of police officers there. And let me tell you, there's thousands upon thousands of armed officers up there. Yeah. Uh, don't, I don't understand it. I don't agree with it, but that's my opinion. Yeah. And listen, I've been up there. The police week is, it's like, uh, it's like Megacon for cops. You're just, you know. <laughs> from everywhere and every different uniform that you could possibly imagine, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's crazy and it's wonderful and at it's the not same just time. The United States, and they're they're from all over the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike goes crazy because it's patch trading heaven. Well, you listen, <laughs> I, I do like uh, I do like to trade some patches. I do like to trade some patches. 
Uh, uh, Bill, I got uh, we we got about two minutes left. I want to get this one from you, and and I know these are a couple of short ones here. There's in in uh, North Dakota, an officer uh, shot uh, a man who was pointing a replica gun at him, a BB gun. And uh-huh. now, of course, the officer did not know it was a BB gun, and the BB gun also had a laser on it. Uh, and then we had in North Carolina, a an officer shot and killed a a woman that was charging him with a knife. Uh, you yeah. know, I don't I don't want to get into tactics here, but uh, you know, why is this bad for people to do? Why shouldn't they be doing this? What's the officer mentality here? You know, why can't you just wound them? Why can't you shoot them in the foot and keep them from running? Because we are trained to shoot to stop the threat. Uh, if you present a threat to the officer, uh, whether you point a replica gun, a BB gun with a laser sight uh, at a police officer, they're going to shoot until that threat stops. Uh, you come at an officer with a serrated meat cleaver, uh, he is going to fire his weapon until the threat stops. And in that particular one in North Carolina, where the female charged him, it's said right there in the report, he fired four rounds center mass. He then stopped. She then took an additional step towards him. He fired one more round where the, she then collapsed. That's what the officers are trained to do. We, we fire until the threat stops. We reassess. She then continued coming forward. She's still a viable threat. He engaged, re-engaged, one more round, and the threat stopped. Yeah, and, and uh, you just want to point that's out. what we are trained to do. We are, we are trained to, to fire center mass of the target available. Right. And I want to point out, like Bill just said a couple of times there, trained. And, and now you, you don't don't second guess this. Well, why can't we just train to shoot in the knee? No, that's just not how it works. We don't shoot. Uh, you don't you don't go for a little target and hope to miss and hurt somebody behind. You stop the threat. You know, stopping the threat is center mass. Stopping maybe if you hit him in the foot and he didn't have a, a false leg, you, you, you know, he'd have stopped. But that's not how it works. Bill, thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, uh, stay safe, my friend, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. As always, guys, it's wonderful, and uh, every brother officer out there, stay safe, and I appreciate it. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Killtech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Corporal Benito A. Ramirez died May 21, 2006, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Ramirez, 21, of Edinburgh, Texas, was assigned to 3rd Battalion, 5th Marine Regiment, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, Camp Pendleton, California. He was killed by an explosion while conducting combat operations against enemy forces in Fallujah, Iraq, in the Anbar Province, the Marine Corps said. 
Ramirez graduated from Edinburgh Economatus High School and joined the Marine Corps in 2002. Seven months after his graduation, Ramirez's unit was deployed overseas. After serving two tours in Iraq, Ramirez volunteered for a third, said Hidalgo County Judge Ramon Garcia, a friend of his parents, Felipe and Maria Ramirez. Marine Lance Corporal Benito A. Ramirez, you are not forgotten. If you'd like to get a hold of Kevin and myself at Max Law Orlando, there's a couple of different ways that you can do it. You can give us a call at the office. Our phone number is 407-480-2179. You can go to our website to find our information. The website's maxlaworlando.com. You can reach us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash downtownattorneys. And you can reach us on the Twitters at Max Law Orlando. Max Law Orlando. Booyah. Boom. Uh, hey, listen, uh, next story, I told you we were going to talk about the Vietnam Veterans Foundation. Uh, this is this one is... This one's heartbreaking, and, and and not in a good way. No, this is this is this is horrible. Listen, I've always always had deep respect and admiration for Vietnam veterans and what they had to go through. I've told you all the story before, how in two thousand six, yeah, two thousand six came back from when I came back from Afghanistan after after being over there for the you know just over a year. It was two in the morning, three in the morning. We're walking through the Atlanta airport. We come around one of the big rotundas. And there's 50, 100 Vietnam veterans there, all walks of life, all manner of financial, you know, capabilities. Those that couldn't afford to be there and those that could, they were there to make sure we were welcome back. And what happened to them did not happen to us. So, oh, just at that point, it went even higher. My my respect and gratitude to them. So uh, thank you to every Vietnam veteran. And every time you meet one, make sure you welcome him home because you might be the first one to ever tell him that or her. Uh, this is story's heartbreaking. National Vietnam Veterans Foundation named worst charity. The CEO flees in a Rolls Royce. This 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 is not comedy. This is this is the truth. Yeah. Uh, this is you know what's well, it's it's tragedy is what it is. Uh, the nation's lowest rated veterans charity is run by a lawyer at the Department of Veterans Affairs with a six figure income. Now no nobody's faulting him for his job. You know he's he's a lawyer and he works at the the VA. And he's got this this uh, you know good income, and that's a gov- high government job, so he's got a decent income. But the, the the harsh part is the National Vietnam Veterans Foundation gave just one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. That's one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars in cash donations to veterans in two thousand fourteen. I know what you're saying. You know, Kevin's looking at me. Everybody's looking at me. Earl's looking at me. Alex looking at me. That says, hey, you know, listen, one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars. That's not chump change. What's no, wrong no, with it's that? Not. Well, it's based on the percentage they collected. But the percentage? Well, listen, okay, they gave 122,000. Kevin, what did what did they collect? 132,000? 142,000? 8.5 million. What? What what? I'm sorry, what? What was that? According to their tax records, 8.5 million dollars was collected in 2014. They collected 8.5 million dollars and they gave away Two percent. Point one million. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. No, that's good. That's that's a that's a good number if you're a if you're the into the foundation, I guess. J. Thomas Birch, the CEO, and he even sounds like one of them Scrooge McDuck names, you know? <laughs> J. Thomas Birch. Uh, uh, the CEO and founder of the National Vietnam Veterans Foundation sped off in a Rolls Royce when confronted by the media on Monday. I wonder if he was driving himself or if he had a driver. <laughs> he sped off. In a Rolls Royce. 
Mr. Birch, Mr. Birch, Mr. Birch, a reporter implored as the vehicle took off down a suburban street in Washington, D.C. The network wanted to know how just 2% of all donations to the National Vietnam Veterans Foundation were funneled to actual Vietnam veterans. Uh, Charity Navigator, one of the most influential charity watchdog organizations in the United States, gave Mr. Birch's organization a zero-star rating on a four-star scale. Well, you know, listen, that can't be that bad. It's zero out of four. Listen, this guy could have had. This could have been a zero out of a hundred. Okay, this this could have been a zero out of a, out of a, out of eight point five million. They're lucky you know, they didn't invent a negative number for him. Yeah, their scale doesn't do negatives, so they'd have got he'd have gotten that. You can't get any lower than that, says Michael Thatcher, Charity Navigator CEO. They don't have an independent board of directors. They actually don't even have a comprehensive board of directors. Only three members on the board at this point in time, and some of them are family. So one can say, is this representative of an independent board? Mm, yeah, no, no, it's not. Uh, Mr. Birch, who is also a veteran, this is this this is great. You got to hear this, Mr. Birch, who is also a veteran, even designated an eleven thousand one hundred and twenty-eight dollar emergency infusion of cash to his brother as one of the group's donations. Ah, uh, nepotism. <laughs> what? So of the one hundred twenty-two thousand. <laughs> 10% of that went to this guy's brother. He's just keeping in the family. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Here's some of the other expenses listed on the group's 2014 tax return. Travel, 133000 They traveled more than they gave away. They traveled more than they gave away. Well, they were collecting the money. Yeah, yeah. That's how they were probably right. taking to get the money. Uh, parking was eight grand. Well, you, you know, know what? Listen, no, you know what? That's what cheap for DC. No, no, that's cheap no. They should have paid a veteran to drive the car around so they didn't have to park it. Keep driving it around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. I'm going to give you eight grand. That's don't it. park my car. I'm not parking. I'm standing. I'm, <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. Unnamed awards of twenty-one thousand dollars. Other other unnamed expenses of seventy thousand dollars. Mr. Birch refused to respond to CNN's request for comment, although David Kaufman, the vice president of the National Vietnam Veterans Foundation, Defending the organization in an email. He <laughs> poor, said, poor guy. Yeah, the National Vietnam Veterans Foundation fed homeless and unemployed veterans by donating to food banks. It sent personal care kits to hospitalized, hospitalized veterans and donated blankets, hats, and gloves to homeless centers. Yeah, well, okay, let's see. That's, uh, <laughs> let's see, that includes, uh, we had this and that. and So that means about $8.4 million still didn't go to them. $8.4 million this guy and his cronies spent on their expenses. Uh, Drew Griffin, the CNN uh, senior investigative correspondent, told Jake Tapper that Mr. Birch's position in the VA is now being reviewed by the agency's Office of Inspector General. Yeah, yeah, well, Thank look how God. great the VA is. That'll, that'll clearly come out in uh, the favor of the veterans. Uh, we have an open invitation to Mr. Birch. If he wants to defend... His zero-star rated charity. We are happy to sit down and listen. I want to give you this number again. The National Vietnam Veterans Foundation took in $8.5 million. Don't give them any more money until they get themselves squared away. $8.4 million stayed in the charity. The charity used that money. The charity spent that money. Not on veterans. Not on Vietnam veterans, not on Vietnam veteran causes or monuments or, you know, charity, other charities. 
scholarships. Nope, none of that. None of that. They only gave out $122,000 in cash donations to that, veterans. That's about two cents per dollar. Yeah, that's it's, that's that's uh, it's it's ludicrousness. Big government it's, at its finest. Yeah, you know, and this is again, this is a guy who's got a job in big government, but this charity is not a government-funded charity or government-run charity. His, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Oh, where knows? do you where, think where, he learned it? Yeah, I was just gonna say, but, you know, it's probably where he learned it. Yeah, you don't get to be a boss in the Department of Veterans Affairs, the the most uh, you know uh, plagued uh, uh, department of plagued with so many. Issues going on right now that they've they've gone through and fired people. You got veterans dying while they're waiting for treatment, and I'm not talking about it dying in the emergency room. I'm talking about waiting months for treatment. So this this is this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Do as I do, just like I do. Yeah, this is this is crazy. So uh, you know, get get on there. You know, get you know, find find a way to get a hold of this guy. You know, start googling J. Thomas Birch and his uh, his Scrooge McDuck organization here, uh, and, and and get a hold of them. Uh, listen, hey, another reminder coming up September 3rd, September 3rd, machine gun shoot. Maybe we could put Jay Thomas Birch uh, pictures out there. We could, we could fire up on them. We could, we no, make no, out. let's no, not. No, we don't want to do that? All right, okay. My lawyer said that was a bad idea, so we're going to go with a bad idea. Um, we're going to go with the bad so, idea yeah, and do it? <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to go with him saying don't do the bad idea. Oh, okay. September 3rd, check it out, facebook.com slash... Florida Machine Gun Shoot. Facebook.com slash Florida Machine Gun Shoot. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. See you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, 
When customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. Oh, man, the show just goes by just like that, you know? Two hours almost gone already. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're going to have to see a man about, uh, you know, about about stretching the time out. Slowing the time down, <laughs> we can you perhaps talk slower <laughs> if you want to. We could do that. Don't we do can, that. We could no, don't do with me. No, don't, our, yeah. our production guy's gonna go. What, what's, going, what's going on? What's, that's what's going on. The tape stuck. Uh, just some good news out of the Northeast, New Hampshire. By the way, motto: Live free or die. Live free or die. How, how great is that? New Hampshire. Well, it's New, dangerous. Live free or die. Uh, New Hampshire, and this is right up there, squeezed between uh, unreasonable and ridiculousness uh, as far as the <laughs> Second Amendment rights are concerned. Uh, New Hampshire says the New Hampshire House votes to eliminate concealed carry permits. Oh, no. They're getting what? rid of concealed carry firearms? No, no. 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 Just the no. permits. Just the permits. Just the requirement. Just the permits. For the permits. You know, the, the thing is that there are so few people living in that state, they probably all know each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Bob, you're not supposed to have a gun. You you got in trouble for that thing with that place, that time with that guy. So. That's I remember that. It was back in that on that day. Yeah. Uh, House lawmakers have voted 217 to 132. By the way, I think that's about a third of the population. <laughs> well, everybody, everybody's sure got their own district. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 217 to 132. Listen, I kid, I kid my North, my, my North, my New Hampshire folks. Uh, They're northern. They voted to require local officials to issue concealed weapons permits to persons not barred from owning a gun. The most, the mostly party line vote came after the GOP controlled House overturned a committee recommendation to kill the bill. Seabook Republican. Republican Max Abramson told colleagues this bill was about making sure a constitutional right is unabridged. Senate Bill 336 would simply restore the right of law abiding gun owners who have ha- who have the lawful right to open carry so simply put on to simply put on their jacket. The bill heads back to Senate. Lawmakers have already sent a similar proposal to the governor. Uh, she vetoed a proposal to eliminate concealed carry permits last year and is expected to veto any similar bills this year. Do you know why? Uh, why? Uh, there's a fee. There's a fee, yes. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. She said, she, do you know how much money that's going to cost us? 
It's very true. It's, it's, it's very true that we've seen that happen time and time again around the country and at the federal level. Uh, with class three items, that it's uh, it's 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 easy oh, yeah, money. They were they're going to take the the suppressors off the regulation list. They're going to take right. them out of the registry. Gonna they were going to take, take firearm suppressors uh, off of the the national firearms registry until they realized how that, much money that, they get paid yeah, in taxes for for cans. Last year, in the first six months of uh, 2015, they made 44 million dollars. Yeah, not bad. Not a bad. Yeah, it's better than the Veterans Association. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, too bad we don't have uh, we don't have uh, J. Thomas Birch there giving away that money. You know? Or yeah, no kidding. He could, He'd he be could. driving a Rolls Royce <laughs> tank. Yeah, a golden Rolls Royce tank. Yeah. Uh, so, so he'd good, need, good on uh, tank. good on the uh, the lawmakers up there in New Hampshire. We hope it all goes well. Maybe the governor will uh, come to her wits and see that it's what the people want. When you run an agenda of a balanced budget, you got a hard time taking away that income. And Kevin's got a point. It's true. It's very true. So uh, he'll never say that again. No, no, no. But, no. you know, this is something, you this, right this is the trend, and this is where this is going. Uh, you know, concealed carry in, or open carry, you've you got the Second Amendment. What difference does it make? You have the, you have the constitutional carry laws. Um, all right, one last topic we want to hit before we, uh, we, we say our goodbyes, and we say, we, say, uh, we say see you next week. Au revoir. Uh, Kevin, Kevin speaks the French there, over there, so that's, that's, that's great. That's French, right? Oui. oui. That's, that's also French. <laughs> well, no, we speak it, you speak it, you speak it. Um, Rancher takes on Obama and wins, crushes power-hungry president in epic court case. Now, I think epic court case, I think, you know, some some kind of movie thing, you know, I think, uh, you think uh, a, Denny few, Crane a few good men. I think Denny Crane. I arguing think, from the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. You want the truth. This, this can handle the truth. This was more Rosanna, Rosanna Dana. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The EPA went, uh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, Rancher Andy Johnson has had a difficult year battling President Obama's EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. We mentioned them to you uh, to last last week. Last year, the EPA claimed Johnson's stock pond was violating federal regulations and correspondingly demanded $37,500 in fines per day. Per day. Each and every day he kept his pond, which ironically had already been given the green light by the state of Wyoming. That's like federal code enforcement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I want your land, and now this is how I'll steal yeah, it. Exactly. You've got, let's see, uh, sir, you've amassed uh, $80 trillion in fines this week. So and, we're going to foreclose on our code enforcement <laughs> lien. Yeah, yeah. and, and some supervisor is going to buy it for, you know, fractions of a cent yeah. on the dollar. Uh, the federal government and Johnson have been in a legal battle for over a year now. Thankfully, the rural rancher has come through victorious, according uh, to reports. The, they reached an agreement that pretty much put the Obama administration in its proper place on this issue. Uh, quote, importantly, under the settlement, the Johnson family pond will remain. They won't pay any fines. Won't pay any fines. They don't concede any federal jurisdiction to regulate their pond, and the government won't pursue any further enforcement actions based on the pond's construction, the legal team revealed. Speaking of fines, Johnson had amassed, guess, anybody want to guess? guess so this, who's, got, who, who's got the math brain? A metric 37 load five, time. 37.5 a day for well over a year equals? Uh, 16.4 million. 16.4 million in fines yeah. uh, up, to the, up to the filing date. Uh, that's about as cold of a shoulder as you can get from the Obama administration. Or, well, uh, you know, Gitmo is probably a pretty cold shoulder. If <laughs> we could... No, get on the plane. Well, We're going to take you to the hearing. We're going to take you to the hearing in Guantanamo. You, you know what's uh-huh. going to happen, though? Just because they won here doesn't mean the IRS isn't coming after Oh, yeah. Well, this, oh, so, yeah. You got a forgiven death, so we're going to 1099 <laughs> you for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 1099 you $16 million. 
however, now he does not have to pay a single penny, and uh, unlike uh, what my lawyers just said, wait till the IRS gets a hold of him. Uh, this is a victory for common sense and the environment, and it brings an end to all of the uncertainty and fear that the Johnson family faced, said Pacific Legal Foundation staff attorney Jonathan Wood. Johnson- Who's also going to get audited. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnson released a fantastic statement about the, le- uh, the lengthy ordeal. This is a huge victory for us, as well as private property owners across the country. The next family that finds itself in our situation, facing ominous threats from the EPA, can take heart in knowing that many of these threats will not come to pass. If, like us, you stand up to the overreaching bureaucrats, they may very well back down. I don't know if I want to want to gamble on that. It's, it's like gambling, probably unconstitutional. It's like gambling on a uh, it's like gambling on a gun conviction in New Jersey. <laughs> you just got to wait for the governor to pardon. To, to pardon. Yeah. <laughs> It'll cut. Yeah, that's part of our strategy. Is that <laughs> you're going to get you're just going to confess, and then the governor's going to pardon you. Uh, the EPA, along with nearly every other governmental department, should be shut down so that the free market can be allowed to regulate the way our country works which it does much, much better than the federal government does. I'm not sure if I want to go quite as far as laissez-faire. No, <laughs> no, no. That's no, a bit yeah, much. Yep, yep. And this, this, ends, this ends with a great statement. Oh, yeah. They're nothing but a tool by which the government can oppress American citizens, collect money, and accumulate power. You know, that sounds like fascism. Well, no, no, because in fascism, Kevin, they you uh, have to be a homeowners association. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in fascism, they try to uh, overregulate and take your firearms away and do unregulated background checks and registration. Mm. Registra- yeah, this sounds like fascism. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this sounds like fascism. They're like, gonna, ding, ding, thank ding, you. Ding, I'll ding, be here ding, all ding, week. Ding, ding. Please try the veal. They want to background check me, but they want my gun information, so they have a registry of my gun. No, they want to check your gun because your gun might do something without you. We know, you know guns do that. We know that. Uh, it, they it, sneak it, out yeah, at night yeah, and wander in, the streets. In, in, it's like gallivant. Bu- Buffalo, New York. The, the mayor and the police chief in Buffalo, New York. Go through the obituaries and cross them up with the gun ownership records so they can go and secure the firearms because they were concerned that the guns might wander aimlessly. That's right. <laughs> they, they could just be out on the street and nobody would know we where they were. We can't make this stuff up. It's it's not a pet that suddenly escaped from its cage. And while they're wandering aimlessly around the streets, they're going to accidentally go off. Yeah, that's, that's just, you can't make this stuff up. Okay, a couple of final announcements we want to get to you. Don't forget to to check out the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org, saf.org. We have the Gun Rights Policy Convention coming up in September 23rd, 24th, 25th in Tampa, Florida. Get your get on it today. We've got our reservations. Do you do you have your reservations? And then of course, machine gun shoot coming up September 3rd. September 3rd is the machine gun shoot. It's coming up. Oh, we got them from all angles. It's oh. coming in. It's coming at us. Uh, Cover up for Machine us. gun shoot coming up in September 3rd in Titusville, Florida. Check it out at facebook.com slash Florida machine gun shoot. Please, folks, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. Have a good week, guys. See you next we'll, week. We'll see you next week. Beat you to it, Earl. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Keltec PMR thirty 
is no run-of-the-mill 22 magnum lightweight pistol not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30 round magazine so when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second when innovation ignites performance brace yourself there's 29 more innovation performance Caltech. see more at caltechweapons.com Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10%. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando.